0: You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer, a show where female entrepreneurs get radically honest about life and business. Today's episode is sponsored by Swiftly Social Digital Marketing. Swiftly Social helps people create a heart-centered digital marketing and Facebook ads strategy that gets
1: you results. For a free video tutorial on how to grow your Facebook following by
0: 10,000 or more, Visit swiftlysocial.com.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer. I'm so excited to have Marina Boriva here today. You said it right. Okay. (laughs) Why am I so bad with pronouncing things, guys?
0: (sighs) You're not. It's just my name. Sometimes it happens. The life of the business people is always challenging. You got it right away.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I'll leave this in here because you guys will laugh at this. So, Marina is an amazing international portrait photographer, which I'm really excited to hear about how she got into that and her travels. And she's based in Beijing, China, which is super cool. So, welcome, Marina.
0: (laughs) Hi Melody and (laughs) I'm so excited to be with you here we started with laughing and let's keep going and dig deep to the business stuff and all those interesting stories
1: yeah so tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into photography
0: well I'm originally from Russia and I moved to China in 2011 which was very exciting very interesting And people ask me often, why? I got bored in Russia. Mm. And I decided that I want something different. I want to see the world. And China was for me like another planet. Mm -hmm. So I moved here. I lived here for more than 70 years. But I traveled a lot all over the world. And when I was younger, when I was a teenager, I really liked to do modeling. It was my hobby. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that time I had my corporate job which I quit in 2008 and after that, I was doing freelance stuff everywhere. So that time I was doing um, full-time web design. I had international clients and then I did like photography. And when I moved to China, I just enlarged my uh, modeling background, acting, hobbies, And switch to photography as a full-time thing. I really love it.
1: Wow. So was it um, a steep learning curve to learn um, the ins and outs of photography? Or is it just something that you just naturally were talented at?
0: you know when well I'm a creative person I love doing all those um, drawing painting uh, acting modeling things and because I was a model I was in front of the camera mm-hmm. many times it was easier for me to kind of switch the to the back side of the camera and because of that well I, I also was in some of the movie sets I saw the lighting mm-hmm. and I work with smart people and I always like to ask why why this work this way how this work so people happy to explain and it helped me to learn and just to know how things works then I took some online courses I've been in some workshops I assist other photographers and then I just I love photography I switched to another side of the camera and now, when I work with people, my acting and modeling background helps me a lot to understand what you guys feel when you are in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when someone photographs you? Usually, you freeze. You will talk, 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 as long as I talk to you. But when I take my camera, everybody is like, oh, yeah, hi, it's so cool. Ah. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. So I help you to be, yeah, to be more comfortable and it's just a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: that's true. I've I've had a couple of branding photo shoots in the past year and I always thought I was photogenic, but then it's just like so much pressure to be in front of the camera and to like turn your body a certain way and remember to smile, but (laughs) don't like have stiff arms. And it's just like, oh my gosh, it gave me such a appreciation for models and for mm-hmm. really good photographers because all the pictures turned out great but i felt like oh i just needed to loosen up like <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot harder than you think it is
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And many people think this way and a lot of uh in in the photo shoot depends on the photographer because yeah. a lot of photographers usually photograph pretty girls, models, but they don't know how to lead people. And this is one of the hardest part of my work. When you know how to work with them, how to make people laugh and look natural in front of the camera, you get the shot, which they absolutely love.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after you started uh, getting into photography, how did you turn that into your full-time business?
0: little by little <laughs> because i was do i was doing modeling and actually that was a little tough even when i was a teenager in my 20s my agent told me marina you're too old for being a model i'm like what imagine someone in your 20s say that you're old it puts you down she didn't tell me that i'm too old for uh Paris and London for the big podium so when I got to China and in my like Russia and China I understood that I feel even younger than I was and I can do modeling again and then I when I started doing photography that was a that was a fun situation Uh, in photography or like modeling thing we have the time for print photo shoots it's mm-hmm. when people get together, do a photo shoot, and everyone get the pictures. Mm-hmm. So I got together with a photographer, and he had all of those, the studio, fancy lighting, the latest camera. We spent the whole day photographing me. And in the end, I got um, 700 photos, wow. and I could use only two of them. Oh, no. Yes, because... The rest of them, I look at them, they were, some of them not bad. Some of them were horrible. (laughs) I don't want to show to anyone. (laughs) But I saw how just a little direction or different angle could make a good shot over there. Mm. So this is one of the biggest lessons I've learned. If someone have all the fancy things, it does not mean that the person is a professional. That time I decided I'm gonna do it by myself. I'm gonna photograph people as I see the angles, the emotions, the posture, everything. Yeah. And then I just practiced. And that was that was a little difficult because I was in China and I had to learn it somehow. And when I learn something, I follow the rule. I um, I find the person who I admire, who work I like, who I feel is the, is the person who I can la- look up to in the area which I want to learn. Mm-hmm. And then I learn from this person. So I picked several photographers. I took their workshops, uh, classes. Then I assisted some photographers here. And uh, then I was just learning. Learning, learning, learning. I've been in free photo shoots. I ask a lot of questions. I made I took bad photos by myself too, but that was difficult, but a lot of fun. And then I just started to charge people. But there's a lot there's a lot of funny stories in that. When you're a creative person, it's so hard to sell your stuff. Yes. <sighs> but you need to get to business somehow. So mm. You have no choice. You either do your stuff or you quit. Mm. There's no reason to think about, should I do this or should I, I shouldn't do this? Uh, maybe I should be a photographer or maybe I should be a model. Just go and try. And then you'll see if you like it, you stay there. If you, do, if you don't like it, you just leave. Mm -hmm. but you have fun.
1: So has marketing your business been the hardest part or what what has been the biggest challenge for you?
0: In the beginning, uh, as a creative person, I tried Mm -hmm. to uh, put more effort to learning my craft and I was looking more for appreciation of my work. Mm -hmm. Instead of selling the experience what people get, the service, And this this was the difficult part. When I talk about selling, there was a situation in many years ago, in the beginning of my photography business journey. And my sister came to visit me in China. We went to one of the networking events, and I often have the album of my work, the printed photos. So we got together with the group of. Another other women and talk about photography and they look at my picture and they were like, wow, so beautiful. I also would like some of those pictures. So my sister uh, was saying to me in Russian, Marina, sell. I'm like, in Russian also. Dasha, I can't. Yes, yes, yes. They're so beautiful <laughs> pictures. And my sister again, Marina, sell. Dasha, I cannot sell. <laughs> oh, they're so beautiful pictures. Okay, give me back my album. And I left. Oh, no. oh, I couldn't. It was difficult. You need to set your prices. You need to, you know, like you need to not only show the pictures, but explain how the process will go, the service they get, the packages. And at that time, I didn't have my packages. I tried to do a little bit of everything, which I do not recommend people to do. When you start your business, pick a niche and start And focus on this. Mm -hmm. If I would be a photographer again and need to start everything from the beginning, I would pick one area like uh, portraits is too wide. Which Mm -hmm. portraits? Headshots or business portraits or portraits for women or portraits for speakers. Mm -hmm. Then it's much easier to find your audience and then market to them. Because you know what their problems, what they want, and you can uh, fit your, your work, your style for those people specifically.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that, that's so true in any niche. Because I, So I do marketing full-time. And when I first started six years ago, I said I would work with anybody and I would do <laughs> anything. And that just led to burnout. It led to stress. It led to crappy money. Um, Because I had no standard. And I was very back and forth on my packages. I was back and forth on my prices. And, you know, six years later, now I'm like, no, this is what I focus on. This is my package. This is how much I'm charging. I'm not going to wiggle on that. Because I actually respect myself. And I respect what I do. And I know I'm good at it. Just like I know you know you're good at photography. So you have no problem being like, this is what I charge. This is what you're getting. Either
0: you take it or you don't. Exactly. And when you grow, the difficult part is to say no to some work which you will not, you say that you will not take anymore. Like even in mm-hmm. photography, if someone asked me to shoot the uh, menu for the restaurant or the event, and this is not my main thing, I will say no. Sorry, I focus on portraits. If someone will ask me to shoot a wedding, if this is the small wedding, maybe I'll shoot it because I like to shoot love stories. But mm-hmm. the big wedding, I don't like them. Even don't ask me. Even if you give me a lot of money, uh, well, I don't know how much money you should give me that I would shoot your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> but you need to to learn to say no to those um, small gigs. Otherwise, you will never specialize in what you're good at.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's extremely true. I think for a lot of us, we just say, oh, we need money. So we need to take whatever comes our way. You shouldn't say no to work. But if it's not in your zone of genius, if it's not something that makes you happy or lights you up, it's just going to cause more stress in your life and that money is not going to be worth it.
0: You know, I'll tell another story. I was struggling to uh, pick the price and everything. And what we think? If we make our prices higher, that people probably will not buy the product. So a few people, a few years ago, I've done just experiment with people who sometimes reach me out from the site who I did not know. I do not practice on my clients or referral clients, uh, but people who just found me on internet or on social media, uh, I told them different prices Mm -hmm. for a couple of months. So for example, just numbers from the air, I could do photoshoot for 100 and another person, I'll say I'll do it for 500. The reaction was the same. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so expensive. Or "Mm, maybe we can make it cheaper or "Mm, I need to think about it. There is no difference. And I thought if there's no difference, that I can free, uh, that I'm free to raise my prices
1: mm-hmm.
0: to yeah. the price which I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. So, what people think like, if I'll charge more, people will stop buying my product or my service. Try to raise your prices. If the person, uh, if someone bought your um, highest package, mm-hmm. It means that there is a market for this package. Raise your prices. Make it as your middle package or the the even the small package.
1: Yeah, that that's very true. So do you put your prices on your website or is it still custom to each client?
0: Uh, well, in China, we use uh, social media, which calls WeChat. And mm-hmm. usually we interact over there. We do not use websites or foreign social media like facebook um, as much as in us Mm -hmm. so i have it uh, standard in my uh, pdf which i send to clients or the i send it as the image it's Mm -hmm. set. i don't hide my prices but i don't put it on the website because my website is more like kind of international for for branding and there's just no reasons nobody see that
1: in china Yeah, that makes sense. I just think a lot of people, a lot of creatives, people in like photography and marketing and all that, they're scared of putting their prices in plain view because they think, oh, I'm not going to, like, no one's going to want to work with me. But I think you attract the right people when people already see the prices because they go, okay, either I can afford that or I can't afford that. It's not someone trying to get you to... To discount or change your price because your prices are set. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I think you, if you have your prices set already, you have packages or you know what you charge for your products. You may put it on the website so it will filter those people who are not ready to buy your service. Or if you can upsell the service or the product to uh, with some other stuff, you can put it. Like the prices starts from $500. Mm-hmm. So people know that this is the minimum that they're going to pay. And when you talk to them, we had an interesting interview on my marketing for creatives show with Philem Jones. And we talk a lot about how to answer how much question, yeah. what people usually do. They say 500, 1000, 10,000. They say price right away. And he say, no, Never do this. Mm-hmm. if someone asks you how much you start asking them uh, details about what they' are looking for, how they found you, what do they like about your work if for example, I'm a photographer or you need to know more about the person mm-hmm. what they're looking for, and how you can help them with your service to um, to help their needs to help to fulfill the desires, mm. then you tell your prices. And I ask, what if we already have the packages? It doesn't matter if I'll consult you, but I still have my, like, three packages. And he said, like, whatever, uh, anywhere you talk to the person, you need to talk from the position of consulting the person. Mm, yeah. You don't tell, even if you set the prices, you don't tell the Price of the package right away, because Mm -hmm. when you consult the person, they feel that you really care about them. It's not only about the price, but you turn the situation that it's about the service you sell.
1: Yeah, if there really is an art to that first meeting or that first phone call with a potential client or customer, because it's like you said, you need to kind of uh, get them to trust you to get them to. see where their pain points are and how you can help them, and then you sell. I think you're right, people make the mistake of selling right away and that freaks people out. I see that done all the time on social media, especially on Facebook. People will um, send messages to people they barely know and be like, buy my service. Uh excuse me, I don't know you. (laughs) Why would I buy your service if I don't know you at all? If I don't trust you. So you really have to kind of get to know the person, show them the value you can give them and make them feel comfortable before they're able to say yes to that whatever price you have.
0: Exactly. People do not like to be sold. You don't like when someone come to you and say, Buy my service, buy my service, or they give you flyers on the road. Mm. You will probably not go there. You will not buy this service. But when you know more about the person, you know what they need. If, for example, you need photography and I will tell you, you know, I'm a wedding photographer. I'll shoot your wedding and, you know, you'll be a beautiful bride. And I'm like, you know, I'm already married actually. So I don't need a wedding photographer. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel like you would say to a woman listening who wants to start her own business, who wants to become a photographer? What advice would you give her?
0: Well, I would give advice not only the woman who would want to start a photography or any business. If you want to do something, whether it's business or any other things, go for it. Mm. Start, try, make mistakes. You will make mistakes. This is just a reality. But I don't want to scare you with that. I just want you to be ready for them. Once you know that I'm going to have mistakes there, and that's okay, I will learn, and then you'll grow more, and then you'll develop your business. You want to do something, do it now. The worst thing can happen to you. If in a few years you'll look back and you'll think, I've listened to this episode And she said, go for it. And they did not do anything. Mm. I wish I did. I wish I started my business. Because in those several years, you could already build a business. Or you would say like, you know, I don't really like these things. I want to start another business.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think a lot of women are just scared of starting. And they're scared of failure. So they get stuck in that place of just doing nothing. Um, And I really want to encourage any of you listening, like she said, just go for it. I have made so many mistakes in the past six years. I have failed. I have succeeded. It's been a journey, but I don't regret any of it because it's taught me so many lessons about myself and about life and about business. So whatever you want to do, if it's, you know, a side business, if it's a full business, if it's just trying a new hobby, or going for a different job that's still a regular nine-to-five, go for it, do it, because life is too short to be unhappy.
0: And you know what? Uh, I would add to that. You need to make the first step. As you say, it's very difficult. You need to make it with whatever you can and however you can. There were several years ago. I wanted to start the website intnetworkplus.com, which now has a marketing for creative show, and that was in English. I had a blog in Russian, and I was quite comfortable in, with that. But I know that I'm not the native English speaker, and my English isn't perfect. Sometimes I make mistakes, but I knew that I want to do this, yeah. so I decided that. I need to post my first article with something which I will feel comfortable. I don't care what it is about, but I need to make the first step. I knew that I want to write about business and marketing thing, but my first ever post in English was about traveling. I love traveling. That time I was in Argentina and I just created a post about it. You can go to the website and check it out. And then I started to write about business, marketing, uh, do all of those things. But the first step was just safe for me. Mm. It was my passion. And then everything will go on.
1: Yeah. I love that. It's true. So just do what lights you up, ladies, and what makes you excited. And the rest will follow if you're dedicated and you're passionate about it. That's so true. Indeed. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how can they find you online?
0: Well, check out Marketing for Creatives podcast if you want to get um, more practical business tips. I bring a lot of fantastic experts to teach how you can do things. You can go to intnetworkplus.com or search on your favorite platform, Marketing for Creatives. You can search on iTunes, as Teacher, Spotify, all of these networks. And if you want to connect and talk to me on social media, I'm all over as Marina Baraeva. It's M A R I N A B A R A Y E V A. And we have more conversations on Instagram. So feel free to reach me out and say yeah. hi.
1: And I will definitely put all of those links in the show notes. Marina, it was so much fun to talk to you. And I'm so glad I was able to have you on the show. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Melody, so much for having me here.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.